Nation, we're back. It's our third installment of the NBA Draft Preview Player Profile Focus. I got Nico Miatello in the building with us. What Yo. is up? Uh, not much, man. What's up with you? Man, just I'm ready because you know we're doing 15 to 22 and we say the best for last, like Vanessa Williams with the <laughs> Lakers. Because I'm definitely going to get my Laker propaganda off today for sure. But I'm excited about this because uh, we were talking about it before we went live um, about how we really feel there's a lot of guys in this draft that they might not be superstars. They might not be perennial all-stars, but they're going to have a a place in this league for a long period of time and help out uh, some teams to get some victories. And uh, I'm excited to get into this process right here because I think this is where the value of the draft really is personally. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of guys in this class. It's a super – super deep group and even like going beyond 22 all the way up to just about 30 i think there's a large group of guys who i think profile as nba starters or at least high level role players so a lot of these guys are going to end up like looking like really good picks where they're taken all right, so we're going to get right into it. So number 15, the Washington Wizards, or as I like to call them, the Wizards. Okay. <laughs> um, the Wizards are picking 15th. They got Bill Steele. There's no um, there's no movement on that. And it. I'm going to tell you right now, from, from here on out, on this particular podcast, QP Sports Exchange Podcast, mm-hmm. until Bradley Bill himself comes out and says, I want to be traded. I will not put him in another uh, irresponsible trade rumor. I will not do it on this podcast anymore. That man has gone through enough because we've been trying to trade him out of Washington, the district, for four years now. So much respect to Brad Bill and what he does. We're not going to try to trade him anymore. They also got Westbrook, who's a triple-double machine. Um. Mm -hmm. They got Hachimura. Yeah. Um, the 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 Gafford kid impressed me last year as mm-hmm. well. And I'm still high. I don't know why. I'm not selling my stock on Denny Abdia. I like that kid. I, I don't know how it works in, in <laughs> Washington. I just don't know how because yeah. I think he needs the ball in his hand more. He- I think he definitely does too. So I'm really trying to figure out where he's going to fit, but what's the next step for the Washington Wizards? I, I here I have them taking a guy Kendall had going in the last episode. And I've got Kate or Kai, Kai Jones here. Um, <clears throat> I think he can fill into a role as the center and also maybe play alongside Gafford because he does have some upside as a shooter. I did that won't be a starting unit or anything. It'll just be something you can get spot minutes with here and there. Um, he's a little too thin overall for you to like really project that high end superstar upside. But he's got 
so much like ability on both sides of the floor that he's going to definitely find a way to carve out a role, I think. Yeah, here's the other thing with Kai Jones, and I don't know what it was in Texas. I don't know how uh, Shaka Smart didn't get more out of that group, and now he's gone, and uh, they have a new regime there. But Kai Jones, now mm-hmm. it's workouts. I'm not, I'm not a big guy when the, the bright lights aren't on type of dude, but he's showing consistent stroke from three in the workouts. Okay. Yeah, and I really like his form overall, too. It's just like he didn't take very many, so the sample size isn't quite there. But I that doesn't really surprise me that he's showing that consistent stroke in the workouts. Do you feel that a guy who is, you know, he's 6'11", he's 220, on a thinner side, right? Do you like his defense, his defense ability with the current construction of the Washington Wizards. To be honest, when you get like to this point in the draft, I'm not as concerned with fit. But I think like realistically, if you have a bunch of wings there and a bunch of people who are supposed to play the four, so you're, you're going to be bigger on the floor, whether you're playing Avdia, Hachimura, or Bertans. So you... Like having a slimmer guy like Kai Jones play the five position and really similar to Gafford, you can kind of just employ a switching scheme. And that's what what you're going to have to do almost anyways with a lot of these guys who are slower and can't really track their man as well. So I think overall he'd be a good fit with their current scheme. Uh, so long and as it doesn't change majorly under West Unseld. Well, this is the other thing that I'll say about it with getting with my talent, my other like shadow talent evaluator. His defensive IQ is low. Mm-hmm. Says that. Um, Absolutely. Says that positioning is a problem. Mm-hmm. And because of the positioning and, and not like adhering to the defensive principles, he gets him he gets himself into a lot of foul trouble. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, I I see that stuff too. Uh it's just like like his defensive upside is more like based solely on potential. He showed like the base level instincts, but he hasn't really like been able to take over the floor at that and like him and Greg Brown were supposed to be a dominant college front court and that never happened. So and Greg while Greg Brown did disappoint, Kai Jones is a little bit to blame for that too. Yeah, I I was shocked about the shooting. You know, I was shocked about the stroke of the three point shooting, but I saw it, I was like, no, that's repeatable. Yeah, but the defense is what kind of scares me. And when you have a guy like Westbrook on your team, who tends to kind of bail out on you on defense, kind of loses track of his man. It's almost like you couldn't even have those two dudes on the court together. I do like the pick at fifteen for them, though. Like if you're telling me, okay, they're getting this guy, I do like the pick because if. If he does figure it out on the defensive end, even mm-hmm. to the point where he's just like 
um, just average above, you know, and maybe he's a elite like weak side defender, right? Because of the athleticism. Mm-hmm. I think you might have something with him because he yeah. is an athlete. Um, he can shoot the ball, and they 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 need another reliable big because Berton the Berton's money and the experiment need to end as soon as possible. <laughs> I I I don't know. I kind of think they almost need him if you're going to play like Russell Westbrook and Daniel Gafford at the same time. You need someone like Bertans who can space it so far. He can't do literally anything else on the court, though. So I kind of think the conception of that team doesn't work at all. I'm hoping that Avdia, that's what he's doing. I'm hoping that he's working on the three and he's working on the subsequent, like somebody flying by him. You know, and then just taking it to the rack or whatever, you know, a couple mm-hmm. couple moves here and there. Just so he I think he could do so much on the court, but he's yeah. gonna need to show that he's gonna be a consistent like thirteen to fifteen point guy to be able to do that. I think yeah. last I- year it was all right that he kinda fluctuated in and out the lineup. But I think this year they would probably depend on him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have to agree there. All right. Now that we got Washington out the way, <laughs> our favorite team on the face of the planet, the OKC Thunder are back on the clock. Woo woo. <laughs> uh, I here I have them taking like once again I I'm not as concerned about fit at this point so I have them taking another guard but uh Trey Mann is the guy I have at this spot here he's got a good handle he's got a nasty step back he like rips the ball out of the air and gets to his spot like so quickly he's a little bit limited athletically he's one of the guys i know it's typically white players who get associated but i would call it i would say he's sneaky athletic for his size and frame uh just throw a sneaky athletic out there i sure did uh i i think (laughs) you don't you don't really like see it with his like Lack of length, he's 6'4", height 6'4", wingspan, and like his relative like thin frame. But sometimes when he when he pushes off to get to the rim, he's got that burst. I like what he does as a passer as well. He's not he doesn't have the great floor vision of some other players in this draft, but he like I think he sees and pushes the ball to the right places effectively. Trey Mann is how can I put this? He's a poor man's like Tyrese Halliburton, right? To me, a little bit because he can he can get you a bucket, move the ball around. Not he doesn't look tremendous as far as like just athletic physical skill. Yeah, but he knows how to play basketball. He's yeah. kind of one of those guys that. I would like to have float down to around the 22 range. 
mm-hmm. I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. But he's one of those guys that if I had my druthers, I would like for him to float down closer to 22. And so the Lakers could take him. I, I, I think I have like three or four guys that I wish the Lakers could take, but he's one of them. I really like his game. I like that. I don't, I'm sure obviously he's going to be developed and coached up, right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't see him being flustered by the speed of NBA basketball. I might mm-hmm. be wrong. I might be wrong, but I don't, I don't think he will be. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, kind of a guy who like plays at his own pace almost no matter what else is happening out there on the floor um i could see him playing in like a similar role to where dennis schroeder was on that lakers team and he could he could i think do a lot of the stuff schroeder was doing as a younger player um the the reason i think he has a little more upside is just because like that step back, if he can build a game around it, that's like an A-plus skill. That's one of the rarest things you can have. So if he fills out the rest of his game as a scorer, I think maybe he has fringe like all-star upside, but that that's about as high as I'd go. Well, my whole thing is this, is that he, he also has – he has that – God, I'm throwing around like some super names right now. He gives me that like Clay Thompson vibe. Ooh, okay. Okay. Just in a sense of like, I think there's a a low key like fiery competitor in oh. him. Yeah. And one of those guys that like if you rubbed him the wrong way, he could drop 17 in like four minutes. Yeah. Type yeah. Of I yeah, I get that for sure. You know, not like I'm not saying he's gonna do it all the time. I'm not saying he's you know, oh, it is automatic twenty three or anything like that. But he just seems like the guy that in a in a in a playoff series, right? And let's say Pac Bev is talking just trash to him. Yeah. Like Pac Beverly is about to get that business. Like mm-hmm. he's about to yeah. get that business. For sure. Tyrese Maxey is similar. Like, I think that's kind of a a player in a similar mold to the the group there. I think both of them could really be good pros. Did you watch the LSU Florida tape when you did it? Did you watch some of that? Yes, I did watch a lot lot of the LSU Florida tape. Did you see the Cam Thomas, Trey Mann, like... Did yes, you see that I, little battle going on? I absolutely did, yeah. That was that was some good tape to watch for sure. Listen, guys, we don't just sit there and just, just throw out stuff that we don't just pick it out the sky. There's like real video work going into oh, this. Yeah, of course. On a real level. But if you wanna if you wanna be entertained, go mm-hmm. to YouTube. First of all, subscribe <laughs> to QP Sports. Okay, that's the first and foremost thing you do. The second thing is once you've done that and you watch all our videos, so thank you very much. I'll thank you in advance. Um, The second thing is go put on some some Cam Thomas versus Trey Man tape. And if you want to be thoroughly entertained, 
if you want to see two dudes trying to one up each other, just watch that. That that is the game Trey Man tried by far the hardest on defense. Like on his, all his tape, he was up in Cam Thomas's grill for a large percentage of that game, and talking noise, yeah, talking absolutely. big noise. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah, Trey Man was a lot of fun to watch, and actually, Cam Thomas was too. I won't be hitting on him today, but he'll be in the, the that next group there. Yeah, my um, my my uh admiration for a trained man went up like sixfold that day and yeah. um got a little insight on that i guess cam thomas said something to him in warm-ups oh. and that's so, what kind of started it uh so yeah so after the first foul that trade man got on him like you know that so Cam got him to foul him, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess he basically repeated what he said to him oh. in warm-ups, and that, that, that's what lit the fire. That was it right there. Yeah, that's – you can you can kind of see Trey Mann playing with that edge at times, so that doesn't, like, really surprise me. But having a guy who can, like, channel that inside him to go to that next level, I think that's – a that's a good sign for his NBA prospects. Yeah, I'm high on him, and it would be a real good fit for OKC to have another guy like that. You're right because you you don't know who's gonna hit right. It's just darts at a dartboard, and you're gonna need as many twos and threes as you can possibly get, and you hope that one of these kids catches fire and turns into a one, right? Yeah. So, because at some point there's a grander, there's a grander plan. You're not gonna have all these twos and threes on your team for the long haul. You wouldn't be able to afford all of them, so you yeah, round them sure. up together and package them. Also, so yeah, you can figure it out. Absolutely. Shout out to 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 Sam Cresty, who has probably the the best job security on the face of the planet, maybe oh, other than cool. like. Senators, yeah, yeah, for for sure. They, yeah, they're never getting rid of rid of him. All right, number seventeen on the board is we're we're going to Beale Street, we're going to Memphis, and we're going to grit and grind two point All right, the next generation, John Morant, look very comfortable in the playoffs. Number one. Number two, he's got some help in Dylan Brooks. Number three, we're, we're, hopefully we're going to get a, a healthy season out of Triple J, Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. And my guy, Desmond Bain, showed up mm-hmm. this last year as a rookie and showed That's- out. Along also with uh the kid out of Michigan State as well. That that kid played great. I'm trying to remember. It's Xavier. Something. Oh, Xavier. Yeah, Xavier Howard. Yeah. So. Xavier. Yeah. So they got yeah. nice young, yeah. and, and we we didn't even talk about Brandon Clark. Or you know Yeah, there's yeah. there's dudes out there for sure. 
So now if you're Memphis and you got a taste for the playoffs, you saw what you had, you saw who you could ride with, mm-hmm. what are you looking for at 17? Um, here I have Memphis going for another wing to add to their their assets and a guy I know you like for the Lakers as well. I have Oh don't Chris say it. Martin. Don't say oh um, you did say it. You said it. <laughs> I did say it. I I really like what he does like at, as a finisher inside. He's really explosive considering his like his frame. He's big. He's big and athletic, but he's even more explosive than I think you'd assume looking at him. Uh, He's got great, great timing on defense. He's a really good defensive player. I was really impressed with his defensive film. One of the highest rated defensive players I have in this class. And I, I love his shooting for him. Uh, I think he's got a easy, quick release. Like overall, he this is all the makings of a good player. The only really pro- real problem with him is the lack of that elite upside. But realistically, with a team like this Memphis team, you have those star stars or guys with that superstar upside around on the roster. So I think having him to fill in that role would be a huge add to the squad overall. Okay. My love for Chris Duarte runs <laughs> super deep. Yeah. I have to echo all this to what you're saying. Here's the other part of it. So you're giving him license to basically become a Dylan Brooks clone. Yeah. Because that's how that guy plays. That mm-hmm. guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. He does not take any shortcuts. He fights over screens like nobody's business. And you're right. He does anticipate very well. Like he, he when he guesses, he doesn't guess wrong. Yeah. At all. So yeah. um and I love I love the stroke, but I also love that he can put it on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that because he has a little swag to his game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Does, yeah. So, um, uh, Memphis, <laughs> I, I want y'all to have good things. I, I just want you to know that I really do. Um. I mean, it's almost becoming like an embarrassment of riches if you have Desmond Gain, you have Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that's a great. You got Brandon Clark. You got you add Chris Duarte to that group. I mean, you got a bunch of wings, man. Like you can yo yo, you can open up a wing stop with what y'all got. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Chris Duarte. Hey, man, listen. I love that kid. I just, I just, I saw him against UCLA a lot. He killed us a lot. He, um, he really, everybody thought when Peyton Pritchard left, like that team was going to fall apart. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was solely because of him. Yeah. Now they had talent around him. Do, do not get me wrong. But that guy, when they needed a bucket, he was firing away the best player, yeah. He was getting them a bucket. Mm-hmm. So, 
if he goes to 17, my heart will be super broke, bro. <laughs> super broke. But I do see in Mox that he's going like anywhere between like pretty much just right outside the lottery to about 1920. It's I every once in a while I'll get happy and I'll see him at 22. But I'm I'm guessing that he might not make it to 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 22. So if the Lakers really really want him, yeah. they might have to go up and get him. And I don't know if they they don't have the assets to do it personally. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't, I uh, just, I think they're just going to take to whomever falls to them at 22. So my, my Chris Duarte dream looks like it's dying, like a slow, painful death, but <laughs> it is what it is. So we got to move on to uh, the OKC Thunder again. How many picks? Mm. They got man, like thirty. What's going yeah, on? They have enough picks for sure. For sure. At this point, way too many of them. Yeah, at this point, they got a package, right? Do you think they package? Yeah. What do they got? They got. They have what five in? They have what? What is it? Is it eight? Or is that no? That's is that Orlando? No, that's one. That's Orlando. So they, like they were six. supposed to maybe get the Rockets pick, but instead God was nice to us. Okay, so they have six, right? Yeah. All right, and then they had they had like sixteen, eight. I wonder if they take those two picks. Now we'll we'll talk about the guy in a minute. I just want to do like a thought experiment. Do they take those two picks and maybe try to trade up and try to get like the second guy, like in that second tier, five through twelve, maybe? Yeah, or six through twelve. Yeah, I think uh, that might be a good move for them. They have so many of these draft picks that they kind of need to cash in, like for better shots at the very least. You want to get a second guy there with Shea while you have the opportunity. All right. Now, if they were to go ahead and pick somebody here, mm-hmm. I would personally would want um do I want a big here? I'm trying to think. No, I ha- I have a big here. I would think I would want a big, and I'll tell you why. I just you know you need a couple, right? You just just for the fouls, just for the physicality, you gotta have if Phoenix hasn't shown us anything, how literally disrespectful they were to that pick at 10 might have cost them the finals, if you think about it, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, I was so mad when they made the pick, and I, I thought they would maybe at least play uh, Smith over Kaminsky in these finals to maybe give the, some chance at, at redemption at that pick. But uh, I mean, Isaiah Stewart? Yeah. I mean... Uh, Halliburton is the one that drives me up. Oh, well, yeah. That, Halliburton, yeah. literally anything past, like, Five. Yeah. Like five on. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm just looking at the teams going like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because if Halliburton was on Phoenix as well, that would be a difference. That might be a different series as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
So who's the big that you got going to OKC at 18? I got Usman Garuba going here. Mm. Um, he's, I think he'd actually be a great fit with them with like a Garuba, Darius Basley front court, I think would be something to behold. Uh, he's got a lot of strength. He's not the best finisher inside the paint, but defensively inside the paint, he locks damn near everyone up. I'm pretty sure this is the best defender I, I will grade in this class. He moves guys around, and he's got more above average athleticism to get out on the floor in space. And honestly, I was expecting his shooting form to be worse after what I'd heard about him. But I actually think there might be a little bit of upside there. He's got, it's a bit of a push shot, but it gets good arc and he gets it off easily. So I think there might be something that he can develop there. Well, the one thing that you have, the one thing that you do know is that if you are taking all these picks, right, at least with him, you don't have to worry about him asking for the ball. You do not have to, yeah, you don't have to run anything for this cat. It is garbage all day long. It is putbacks. It is dunks. It is him getting out on the break and running the middle of the floor to get like positioning. His hands to me mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. What I've seen, yeah, um, I would agree. He reminds me of Andre Drummond when it comes uh-huh. to his hands. Yeah. Just for for other people who are thinking, you can dribble oh, a little better in the post than Andre Drummond, but I I do agree with you overall. Yeah, he is a guy like you want to put it like towards the rim and say, hey, all right, big fella, go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want him like post move, you know, yeah. and all that where he's no. dream shaking people. No. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm so like I was excited to see that the three point shot isn't completely busted. So if you could like have him sit out at the corners and like, I'm not expecting him to be PJ Tucker or anything, but if he can get up to a point where he's hitting like, I don't know, 37% out there, that's, that's a good, a good offensive player. Even if he could get to 35 and he's just willing to take yeah. it. Yeah. Like if for he's sure. 35 and like, yo, I'm putting up like, I'm putting up five a game. Mm-hmm. I don't care what goes on. This is my job. I'm putting up five a game. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have some nights where I'm 0 for 5. I'm going to have some nights where I'm 3 for 5. I'm going to have plenty of nights like that. Yeah. You know? But defensively, he is, wow. He's kind of literally the exact opposite of Sengun to me, right? Okay, like, yeah. Really seems to have a really good feel for defense, mm-hmm. a really good feel for help and when not to help to me mm-hmm. he yeah. closes out with like it's scary how he closes out yeah absolutely and then the dude can you know he can get off the ground <laughs> absolutely yeah so yeah that's that's a good skill yeah if he can just if he can be consistent with the three-point shot. Mm-hmm. Where he's just 35%, you know, yeah. first, 
four years in the league, you know, you're not scared of taking them, but you're giving that like defensive, you know, prowess every time. Man, yeah, that's a that's a that's a championship level player for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this is a here's the thing. I, I see him I don't know if you've seen the mocks, but I see him go as high as like twelve, but I see yeah. him go as low as like and I hate to say this, 22. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that. That's, yeah. That's not I, what I want. That is a very bad fit. Right. Um, do you think the fluctuation is because there's not a lot in in evaluator's eyes, there's not a lot of upside to his offense? Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Um also, like, it's kind of hard to find a fit for him just in a mock draft. Like, he's one of those guys who I feel like a coach is going to watch his film and fall in love and say, we have to go and get this dude. He's going to be on my team. And that's how he's going to get drafted. Could you see a Celtics team mm-hmm. yeah, trying to slide in? Yeah, like him beside Al Horford even would be like a a bit of fun. So him with like Tatum and Brown and those guys at the five, like I think there's a lot of stuff you could do with a guy like uh, a guy like him on that team. I like to see him with Time Lord. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like (laughs) that. That's a lot of fun, man. I'm I'm excited for these guys to come into that, this class because, like we said, there's so many like good, interesting players who are going to wind up on good teams. Yeah, I can see the Boston Celtics somehow figuring out a way to get to 18, knowing that OKC has a plethora of picks and they don't need them. And he would be the type of guy because that was the one thing that now they 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 lacked a leader in a sense, but they also lack toughness. And that guy will bring, at least he will bring some toughness to, to the team. Yeah. So, I'll be excited about that. All right. Yeah. This is the time of the program that, like, we're going to hear some noise in a second, Nico. Okay. You know why? Because why? we are at number 19. And I don't uh-huh. know if you know this, but the New York Knicks made the playoffs. They did. They made they the did. playoffs, bro. And they were in there for all the five games. For can you sure. hear? Can you hear the Knicks fans now? It's, it's, it's starting <laughs> right now. You hear it? You hear it? Yeah. You hear it? They all won. They all won right now. Yeah. They all won like our guy Keyshawn was last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Shout out to wow. our boy Keyshawn. Shout out to Keyshawn. <laughs> so the Knicks are on the clock. Okay. Uh-huh. Thibodeau is a is a is a genius, dude. He's just he's a freaking just I don't know how long it lasts because he just grinds people into the ground. But if yeah. you want a quick like, oh hey, we can be relevant. Yeah. If you're trying to get relevant. That's There's a, no better coach, yeah. no better coach to get than this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, surprise breakout year by Julius Randle. Um, I did see some of this in LA. 
um, he wasn't able to deploy all of it because of what he had around him. Um, I didn't see the whole thing coming. I didn't see the three. Yeah. I didn't see the three-point shooting coming mm-hmm. like it did. But as far as the playmaking ability, the tenacity to rebound, the yeah. the you know kind of the Giannis style, I'm going to the hole no matter what type mm-hmm. thing. I saw I saw a lot of that in L.A. So I do love that he is continued to work on his game and get better and get better. But there is a downside. We saw the playoffs. And we saw that he was exposed. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Knicks need scoring. Mm-hmm. Who would you put there at I, 19? I, I actually got them a bit of a score. He's not. I think he died. He's actually the ideal fit in New York if he hits his upside. Uh, but I have Deuce McBride here. I think he's got a really nice shooting form. He's got a good floater and excellent court vision. He can run, <laughs> he can run around at the point and do a whole lot of stuff, but he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. So someone like Julius Randle or Emmanuel Quickly, Derek Rose, all those guys could be on the court at the same time as him pretty easily. I like... Uh, well, some of what he does defensively, he's a little small, so and not doesn't quite have the heft, but so he gets pushed around at times. But I do like some of his instincts to stay on and around the ball, though. All right, so now you you just you just breaking my heart, like you yeah, just you're, all this, you is, guys. this is what you're doing to me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm going so I'm a, I'm gonna watch another guy go off the board that I'm like. Oh, that's my that was my other guy. Yeah. All right. Nick fans, Brick fans. <laughs> listen, put your Tims up. You know I'm talking about blue and orange skies everywhere. You know what I'm saying? The brothers Johnson playing in the background, strawberry letter 22. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going really deep. Deep cuts right now, deep cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Deuce McBride is a player. I don't care what anybody says. I, yeah. I've seen the tape. Here's the thing that um, should also um, get Nick fans really excited. A backcourt of Emmanuel Quickly and Deuce McBride. That, that would be so much fun, man. Let me t- First of all, if you want to talk about wingspan, my man is 6'9". <laughs> yeah. Okay? 6'9", bro. He is in passing lanes all day long. Mm-hmm. And if you want to press, his coach was Bob Huggins. <laughs> and if you don't watch college basketball, let me tell you something. Bob Huggins likes to run a lot. And you know how he runs? Press. Yeah. Press on those guards. If you are ball handler and you're playing West Virginia, know two things. Your ball handler need to get rest the night before because he is going to be up against it all day long against West Virginia guards. And Deuce McBride is that guy. Okay? 
He is that guy. He's also really good from three point land. He was uh he was uh forty one percent. He also shoots the free throws very good at eighty one percent. Um, I've been watching Deuce McBride tape for about two months now, Nico. So I, I have some. I got I got some notes on this. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Um, he is he is best when he is going up against what he would consider his equal or somebody they rated higher than him. The good thing is that he played in the uh, in the Big Twelve, so there were a lot of teams that were claiming that their guards were better. Yeah. Okay. And so my man was he, he was on one. He is a he's he, he's a low key talker. Low key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not real demonstrative with it, but he will hit you with some stuff as you're walking by. Okay, he got that. And he's also a guy to me. Okay, Nico, I might be saying something really blasphemous right now, dog. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, give me a second. Yeah. There's a couple guys in this draft that I, I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of, but I think mm-hmm. Ride is a guy. That can make he can he's he's gonna make an all defensive team. Okay, he's Got gonna it. make all defensive team multiple times, and I believe that Whoa. he's gonna be if he goes to the East, mm-hmm. the Knicks, he'll be an all star multiple yeah. times, multiple time all star. I I see that in in my mind. I can see that easier than I can see the the all defense team stuff. I maybe maybe he's got uh more to it than I saw cuz specifically like off the ball, I saw some flashes especially switching over to dudes and stuff reading lanes, but like I kind of feel like he can get almost because of his length, he can get pushed around a little by the the stronger guards. Did you see him against Texas? Um, no, I don't think I watched that one actually. Yeah, if you watch the Texas tape, yeah, y- you know what I'm talking about because okay, he I'll- decided he decided early that their guards were going to be completely ineffective. Yeah, and. Uh- Oh, Do you sure. remember a couple years ago when Javon Carter was there in, in West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how he put them on his back for a yeah. little while? He was he was impressive. Miles McBride, yes, Deuce McBride is that guy. I'm just saying. Oh. But bigger, right? Because J- Javon is only about six feet. Yeah. So, so Nick's, if you do get get Deuce McBride, first of all, congratulations. This is a good this is a good pick. This is what we're telling you. The draft is full of these guys. And this is my guy that I think if you if you said, give me one guy in the teens that you believe will make multiple all-stars, this is my guy. This yeah. is my guy right here. I think this guy has an upside to give me like 23 and 24 points. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. 
That <laughs> is get him. That is yeah. You're real high on this guy. This is your JT Thor. <laughs> I, 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 this I will tell you this this draft like last year I locked in on Desmond Bang early. Okay, I just really did. I like what he did. I like what he was. I like what he can become defensively. The whole shot. Mm-hmm. But of all the guys that I really like, this to me is the guy that can be the most complete. Yeah. Like, I love Duarte, don't get me wrong, but I love him for the Lakers for, like, he fits a thing that we need. Yeah. Right? Where if Deuce McBride fell to the Lakers, there's only a couple guys that I would just, like, fall out of my chair on, and we talked about one earlier. But if Deuce yeah. McBride made it to the Lakers at 22, mm-hmm. that's a win. Yeah. A win. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a big I'm yeah, high on a big victory. Yeah, you're what well, like 20 point scoring upside in all defensive teams is pretty, pretty high on a guy for sure. Yeah, I think he has um it's not as is not as pretty as Jamal Murray. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he has some of that in him. But then defensively, he reminds me like of I'm trying to think of a young guy that really gets it on the defensive end right now. Um if De'Aaron Fox ever tr- really locked in. Mm-hmm. If De'Aaron Fox ever really locked in, yeah, and stopped playing yeah. around, that's that's some high praise. I, I like dog. it. I like how high you are on this guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Kendall is definitely is going to yeah. audit. By the way, Kendall, if you wasn't busy doing all the stuff that you do for QPPN, you would be on this podcast. But I know there were some things that you had to take care of. Yeah, Some corporation absolutely. build business. It's, it's my fault. It's my fault. I forgot I was going camping and fucked everyone's. Uh, That's day. right. Well, so. yeah, we're sh- we're recording this on a Sunday. Y'all get it on a Tuesday. So yeah. a little behind the curtains type situation, but that's all right. Uh-huh. All right. Now the twentieth overall. Let's see who we got. Uh huh. This is this is this is my favorite team in the playoffs. ATL. Oh, Kez, what up, big Kez? You know what I'm saying? ATL, stand up. You know what I'm saying? We moving. We understand what it's all about. The A, we understand. We understand about 2 chains. We understand about Outcast, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? College Park, where y'all at? We understand, dog. All right? Home of Lou Williams. And Magic City lemon pepper wings, dog. We understand what goes down in the A. All right. Now, Nico, okay. Got uh-huh. a lot of stuff to go over with this one, all right? I got a lot of stuff. I got yeah. stuff for you. I got stuff for you to comment on. But this is where I'm going to start. Okay. Trey Young stepped up. Trey, now that trade doesn't look as bad. Trey Absolutely. Young matured in the playoffs. We got to see the very best version of Trey Young in this playoffs. 
Yeah, just wait until he's making a few more threes. That guy's going to be dangerous. We also saw in the playoffs my boy, Bogdan Bajanovic. This is yeah. my guy now. I'm rolling yeah. with this dude. I'm, yeah. I'm rolling with this dude. I think he's, he's a winner. I think he is not scared of the moment. And mm-hmm. I think he got I think he got swag. I yeah, I I have to agree. He's a damn good player. I always think how much scarier this Milwaukee team would have been if they would have actually got him. That would have been uh the finals would have been over by now. Memo to Milwaukee fans, listen, congratulations on your title. I'm gonna call it down. Okay. Oh, I, uh, I'm calling good. it now. Nah, I'll call it now. Don't kill my guy Chris Paul before he's dead. Listen, listen, Nico is real nice. He's a Canadian. I'm going to call it now. But let me tell you something, though. Oh, no, no, Nico. Archive pods. I was all over Milwaukee. First of all, how do you not get the order right in the sense of making a trade? How the (laughs) hell does that happen? Yeah, that... That's craziness. Mix in a Google Calendar. Uh-huh. Just saying. I mean, Stephen, listen. I understand it's Milwaukee. It's cheese. It's dairy. <laughs> it's like, you know, farmland. You know what I'm saying? Dairy's everywhere. People wearing foam cheese. All that. <laughs> Beer and sausage all day long. I got you. Hey, but dog. They could have had Bogdan Bajanovic. And let me they, tell you something. When you don't get the trade right because you don't know which order to put stuff in, bro. Yeah. Bro. Uh-huh. It, so nasty. All right. So they have a big decision in John Collins. John mm-hmm. Collins wants to get paid. Okay? He wants yeah. to get paid the back. Mm-hmm. Now, did Akangu show enough for him to go on to the market? Because this would make whatever yeah. they pick right here, whatever they pick right here, very important if they already have knowledge of what they're going to do with John Collins. Because I'm telling you right now, from everybody that I've talked to, mm-hmm. he's not getting the money that he thinks he's getting from Atlanta. Atlanta is out. They are not paying that. Just so you know, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and then we saw the emergence of Kevin Herter, and we saw a glimpse of what we thought we were going to get with Cam Reddish. Yeah. And if that dude brings what he did in the playoffs to next season and builds upon it. Mm-hmm. This is a scary squad for a long period of time. So with all the questions that are are swirling them, if you were the GM, knowing what you know about Collins, knowing what you know about the the wings and and what have you, (laughs) what what would you do at 20? Uh, Well, first with Collins, I think you kind of got to keep him around unless you're going to try and get really cute and maybe – Try this is one of my more wild ideas, but try get in the Ben Simmons Derby with John Collins and see if you can 
figure that out. But Whoa, other ones, hold on, hold on, hold on. We no, you can't slow. This might be the breakout video now. Wait, <laughs> hold on. So you yeah. have a sign and trade for Collins for Simmons. Yeah, the the only problem is Tobias Harris would need to probably be out also because Collins, Embiid, and Tobias Harris make absolutely no sense together. No sense. But um, bet just it would probably make more sense in a three way deal. But I think Ben Simmons in the John Collins role would be a lot of fun and add more layers to that offense. And realistically, Atlanta could probably get it done with all the assets they have. If, they want to. Mm. So we're saying maybe not select at 20. Yeah, maybe use, not. Use Collins as the chip. Yeah. Get, now, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. The last time the ATL saw Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. it was going super righteous for them. But yeah. It was not going super righteous. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. My man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. It's some wild shit for sure. It's just something that's crossed my mind. I think it would make for a fun offense, but you'd need to basically tell him he's playing power forward from the second he walks in the building. But really, it's a half-baked idea, realistically. But uh, but you're talking about a longer version of Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah. That's Amen. Let me tell you something. That's not a bad idea, but I'm going to tell you the venom that Ben Simmons is going to get when he steps into Wells Fargo Center Yeah, as a Atlanta Hawk. That would be some craziness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if he's ready for that smoke. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He'd probably die. That's a good point. I don't think he could take it. Oh, yeah. We uh, think his mental is already we, messed we're up. Missing Kendall because oh. Kendall would have killed me for bringing this up. I don't see, I don't think he would because, see, I honestly think what you're talking about, uh-huh. if you're going to get consistent scoring from Bajanovic, right? Yeah. And you got, you got Herder, Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and then Gallinari. Mm-hmm. You got enough shooters to make this work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I mean, Re- what would have to come back, you know. Yeah, for sure. For I don't sure. know. Yeah, but that's an interesting way to go. Well, ATL, maybe you don't get a draft pick. <laughs> maybe you get Ben Simmons. I got, I got the draft pick for them, though, if they want to stick and pick. All and- right. So, all right. So, they don't. They don't make the Simmons trade. Boo! Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, listen, this would make my off season so spicy. But, anyways, uh-huh. let's digress. ATL on the clock, number twenty. You got your wings. You got. You got your. You got your guard right. Do yeah. you need a backup point guard here? That's that's the direction I'm thinking of. I, a, a replacement for Lemon Pepper Lou I have here in Bones Highland. I think they're really similar players uh, offensively. They The craft Bones plays with reminds me so much of Lou Williams. He's got the ball on a string. He runs the pick and roll expertly. He's got amazing court vision. 
The biggest problem I have with him is his handle is so high. It feels like every time he dribbles, it, the ball's coming up to his shoulders. And that cannot, that's not going to work in the NBA. But if he can tighten that kind of stuff up, I like, I almost can't see what he can't do. And him playing together with Trey offensively would be scary. I have a fix for it, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if his handle is not as good. Yeah, we did. We did see in the playoffs that Bajanovic can handle the point, so you could pair him. Yeah, with Bajanovic, mm-hmm. you know, take Trey off the court for a second, get him a rest. Yeah, and then you yeah, kind of split that time that way. Do there's a lot of stuff you could do with those guys, um, but Bones is an assassin though. He can't. His defensive upside is limited as like 170 pound thin dude with like not the greatest frame but offensively uh, he's a whole lot of fun to watch think of a rondo think of a rondo that could shoot oh, yeah I'm, i mean not not in the sense of he's the cerebral player that rondo is not that he's the floor general but think of size i'm talking about build wise so raja rondo with that kind of length, because he's got another wingspan situation going on too. Yeah. Um. That can shoot. Mm-hmm. Shoot the rock, because he can shoot the rock, man. Absolutely. Um. And he's 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 not afraid to shoot. That no, not at all. Not afraid at all. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good pick for them. Now, I, I like that. I like that. It's sure. It's shoring up because. Man, those minutes with done, and uh, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, well, actually, they they had Rondo earlier in the year too. So. Well, well, then they got Lou Williams, and yeah, the rest is history. Better for them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I still look back at that trade and go, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. The here's the other thing that I mean, if you're not seeing the kid, he's out of uh, VCU. Okay, mm-hmm. um, he is he's a guy that can get hot, and when he gets hot, it's it's not one of those things. Oh, for two minutes? No, this can go on for five five minutes yeah. of flame throwing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. He'd you know, be a really good street ball player. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. He whoo. Well we're gonna try to we're gonna try to tame him and go and put him in the NBA. We yeah. don't need another skip to my Lou. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But uh he's the yeah, type of kid well. though that with Trey Young kind of mentoring him, I could yeah. see him in the ATL with mm-hmm. a lot of swag, talking a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. incoming teams and stuff like that because you know he thinks nobody can guard him like he know like you can't check him absolutely right yeah and he, he does not have a confidence issue whatsoever the other thing that i liked about him is that he's a 86.2 percent free throw short shooter yeah yeah the, the jump shot is so so translatable so pure it's great shooter do you think he can become a even though with his slight size, do you think he could pick up 
fix the trade from Trey Young as far as in the pick and roll action? Uh, yeah, I I really like a lot of what he does already in the pick and roll to a certain extent. Like it, it wasn't uh, expansive at BCU, but he has good vision off the pick and roll and can find bigs both rolling and popping. Um, he, as long as he finds like his shot consistently off the pick and roll, I I think it's going to be a damn effective option for him. All right, at ATL. We got Nashawn Highland. He going to he going to the ATL from VCU right now. You guys are going to have a mock draft next Tuesday. So keep in mind, special date. Monday, who questions Monday next week is going to have the final of the where our big board is right now. So twenty, mm-hmm. it'll be twenty three to thirty, and then we'll throw sprinkle in some second rounders and some guys that we're high on. Tuesday, we're gonna have a mock draft. Okay, so keep your, you know, uh, the notifications on. Subscribe immediately, and then we have one other special thing. Nico is excited about this because. Mm-hmm. Nico is probably the most um, aggressive guy of our group. No, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. He is not. But Nico is going to join me and Kendall and uh, a couple couple casting characters of our other characters. Yeah. yeah, we got some casting characters that you guys have not been introduced yet. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be hosting a green room live draft. Instant analysis. We're gonna be, you know, talking a lot hella hella shit, probably. Hella shit Absolutely. about these picks. Um <laughs> some some GMs are probably gonna cry. I'm probably gonna get some some unsavory text messages. I don't care. I don't care. We'll see. That's a dream. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing that live on on draft night. So keep in mind of that. So uh Nico has been working like super hard. We we oh, think we're sure. gonna give him a day off or two here. Uh, we might mug in. <laughs> he's some camping thing he wants to go on. Yeah, I I don't know. As as an owner of this business, I don't know if I'm gonna allow that. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So New York is up again. Timberlands in the air, blue yeah. and orange skies. So now. We got to continue with the scoring, right? We got to continue get them some guys who can put the ball in the hoop, correct? Yeah, I got. I earlier I said I didn't think I'd be going over this guy today, but I actually do have him here at twenty-one, and that's Cam Thomas. Um, I like his step back a lot too. He's super athletic, physically strong on the ball, good at moving people around both offensively, defensively. Um, His game is a lot of projection, a lot of potential at this point. There's a lot of things he does well, like in spurts and then fades away for periods of time. But uh, Cam Thomas has all sorts of moves, tricks in his bag. And uh, I'm really high on him personally, just like, the the range of outcomes for him, like I could see him almost like borderline all NBA level player, or he could be out of the league in four years. It's 
it's kind of hard to figure it out. Yeah, Cam Thomas was the other part of our Trey Man versus Cam Thomas deal that we talked about earlier. Cam Thomas mm-hmm. is a guy that is can be electric shooting the basketball. He also has a a a pretty good handle for somebody his size because he's yeah. all he's all six four. Okay, um, the one thing with with Thomas that I didn't like, like this is where you and I might differ. Mm-hmm. Where I think Deuce McBride wants to be that guy. Oh, I think okay. that Cam Thomas would be more than willing to just kind of allow Julius Randle to do whatever the hell he wants to do and just kind of sit in the corner. Yeah, I don't think we're going to defer there too much. That is, I think that's facts. Okay. I, I, like I said, the the game against Trey Mann taught me a lot about those two players, and then that's what made me kind of go, Trey Mann is my guy. Because Mm -hmm. he took the challenge where – Cam, I mean, yeah, he got his shots and and whatever, but he was not. He was he was getting blown by on a real level in that game. Um, yes, yeah, absolutely. So Cam Tom Cam Cam Thomas, good team defender, can't keep somebody in front of him. As a yeah, right no, he's just got the strength on defense, I think, is the only thing. Like, when he really locks in on a dude, it's hard for that guy to get through him, but he can get crossed up kind of easy, too. So, like, he doesn't really have the lateral speed and agility to, like, shuffle and stay with guys. But he, the other thing is, you mentioned the want to. Sometimes you'll see like seven plays in a row where he's shuffling his feet great and he's out there everywhere doing exactly what you'd want him to do. And then the other team calls a timeout and he comes back out of the huddle and he's not giving an effort at all on defense. So it's one of those things where if you can get him to give that effort 100% of the time, you're going to have a hell of a player. Like, like I said, borderline, like all NBA level, but I just... I think it's way too unlikely of an outcome for me to pick him anywhere higher than 20 around this range. Well, here's here's the thing, too. You have – I'm going to give you a plus and I'm going to give you a minus. Mm-hmm. If, if, Julius, if Julius Randall stays and that's the guy they start locking in like long term and they're going to build like kind of everything around him, which I think would be a mistake personally, but – yeah, that's me neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. let's say you decided that that's the guy that you want, that that drive and kick guy. No better player to play with if you're Cam Thomas. Yeah. He's going to draw a lot of gravity his way. So you can probably have some open threes. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing with him, and this is somebody a talent evaluator told me, he doesn't think that he he gets in good enough shape. Yeah, that's probably true. That's like realistically, like he's so athletic at his peaks, but by the fourth quarter every game, he's kind of no or not fourth quarter, sorry, second half of every game near the end, he's not someone you can look at to to keep contributing. Which would 
his role early on with any team, especially a Thibodeau run team where rookies mm-hmm. don't get a lot of run. Yeah. Being out there for 14 minutes a game, probably should never get tired. You know, yeah. he's not going to get exposed enough, but he is a flamethrower. And if Julius Randle is aggressively going to the hole and kicking out, that's what we, that's what the Knicks lacked last mm-hmm. year. That series looks a lot different if they had a couple of knockdown shooter, shooters standing in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. They they could have used some more spacing. They could have used a lot of things, but uh, a guy like Cam Thomas, I think, is a good step in the right direction towards solving some of those problems. All right, man. So we're now at 22, which is our last draft pick of the love, day. And I'm already sad right now because there's a lot of dudes that just came off the boards, and I'm sitting there going like, yo, man. I wanted that dude to be a Laker. All right. Yeah. Hurt my feelings. All right. <laughs> let's talk about the Lakers. So we got the King. All right. We uh-huh. got we got AD who's already giving thumbs up on the health situation. Oh, memo to AD. Please mix in about eight to ten pounds of muscle. <laughs> Dug, I don't dug. know what the hell you doing, bruh. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. Your ass is going to play the five. I don't care oh. what you say. I'm not your saying ass you. is going to play the yeah. five, bro. I don't know. LeBron is going to play the four. And the draft pick that Nico is about to give me is probably yeah. going to play like the three. He he would play. Three, okay, yeah. so let me tell you something. You, you know, you know, put it up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Lift some weights, brah. Okay, maybe mix in a steak or two. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Protein. Yeah, but you're gonna be playing a lot of center, by the way. So you know, because we need some wings. I think that's a dream. I, All right. I hope so. so now that I've been disappointed. Duarte's gone, right? Yes. My my guy McBride is gone. Yes. Tell me, Nico, that you got good news for me and the La La and all of Lakers Nation, Lake Show, all of us. Tell us that you got something for us. I think I think I have good news for you. Uh, I have a guy who I'm lower on than the consensus. However, like Kendall had him in the range for the top ten before. And that's Corey Kispert. I also think he would be a great fit with the Lakers. Absolutely. Like playing with LeBron. Vince is out here waving his arms in the air. He's excited. Um, He's he's a great shooter. Absolutely. Like I'll give him that 100 percent of the time. He he spots up. He can shoot from different angles. He's got all that and i even like his court vision like he sees he sees the floor well he passes in the right situations but i my problem with him is that he's just a little bit slow and he's gonna get put in a blender sometimes on the defensive end of the floor um so that's why i can't have him like in that here with Franz Wagner up at the top but like on a team like the lakers that already has so much passing and stuff a guy like Corey Gispert is gonna 
adds so much spacing wise and ball movement wise that I think he'd be like a huge factor there. Corey Kisker would be an absolute dream come true yeah. for the Lakers. Um, first, first of all, you're getting a a a really good shooter. This is not your atypical college guy, where oh, let's see what what it looks like at 24 feet. My man has been knocking down 27 footers on a regular. Yeah. Okay. My man is falling out of bounds hitting three-pointers on a regular. Like, this dude, as far as shooting the basketball. He's uh, a dude. I'm trying to think. Is there there a better better shooter in the draft? Like, pure just shooter? No, no. He's the best shooter in the draft, right? Okay. Yeah. that was my analysis as well. That he's best. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. I can't. I don't really think anyone like can compete with and, him as a shooter. And here's the difference between him and Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. Moses Moody is a reluctant shooter. Corey Kisper yeah. is. Yeah. Let me g- give it to me, and it's launching. Mm-hmm. I'm launching, bro. I'm launching. I don't care. I'm launching. Yeah. It get blocked. I'm watching steel. I'm just watching, bro. Yeah. And he he did show me that if he felt that there was a guy who was super athletic coming bearing down on him, mm-hmm. he had a ball fake. He had a he had a he had a shot fake, and yeah. he was going to the hall. So there's yeah. a little yeah, a little wiggle. Not you know nothing crazy. I don't need crazy wiggle with enough. Mm-hmm. And he has he has a strong frame where he can take. Going into the into the land of the giants and getting fouled, I can see him being very um, cagey and crafty when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, now on the defensive end, you ain't getting nothing from him. Okay, mm-hmm. listen, no. you're hoping good team defender. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. if this dude getting pick and roll action, bro, that's why Anthony Davis got to play the five. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That's why LeBron James got to play the four. Mm-hmm. Okay. AD, just see the vision, bro. Just see it. Just understand. Yeah. I'm gonna get you somebody who can be a lights out knockdown shooter. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing is he comes from a good program, Gonzaga. Absolutely. Fundamentally yeah. sound. You know you're gonna get a fundamentally sound basketball player. Also, it seems that. Uh, whatever few is doing up there lately, the guys are coming into the league a little more prepared in the sense of that they don't seem as soft anymore as they as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be an excellent pick for the Lakers. Like this mm-hmm. makes me super happy. And yeah, Lakers fans should be happy as well because this guy, if he if you had a healthy AD with Kispert this year. That would have been a different story. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think Kispert uh, fits well with a guy like KCP on the floor too, which is another nice thing. Mm. Mm. And we can get anything out of Taylor Horton Tucker as far as on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. because he has the capability of doing it. 
Yeah. We should be all right. Mm-hmm. But I will say this is that if you're getting Corey Kispert, the other thing that you have to understand is that you're getting an older guy as well. You're getting somebody yeah. who is 23, if I'm not mistaken, as mm-hmm. of right now. Okay, so you're there's not there's not this like crazy level of upside. What you get right now is probably what you're gonna get throughout. But hey, man, if this dude is knocking down like 42 percent of his three point shots. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you need. I think like the Lakers, a team like them can't really worry about how old the prospect is when you have this window right now. So that's that's another part of the reason I have Kispert lower. If he was like, let's say, 20 years old, he'd probably be like in that top 10 range. But I can't I just don't see that upside to add more things to his game. I'm going to throw one name out to you. I know he's probably on your list for next for next week, so we won't go like super in-depth on him. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw one other name out to you that yeah. that had a great uh, workout with the Lakers. Okay. And that's the kid from Virginia, uh, Murphy. Oh, yeah. Trey. Yeah. Um. I don't want you to give me, give me your full breakout or anything like that, okay. but what I'm going to ask you is this. Mm-hmm. I understand that we want to win, right? But yeah. if I said to you, can we win and develop for the future? Mm-hmm. I know he's not the shooter that Kispert is, yeah. but he gives you so much more. But I think the mm-hmm. shot is good. I think the shot is really good. Yeah. Is it? Is it so? Is he so far behind Kispert as far as a shooter? Uh no. <sighs> well, I think he's a ways behind Kispert as a shooter. But I think everyone else is a ways behind Kispert as a shooter. I think he's like okay. in a tier by himself in this draft class. <laughs> But uh, Trey Murphy, I think, is a strong contender in there with that next group of guys. And on a team like the Lakers, where you have that many like good players, so he won't isn't going to be facing that level of defense, I think he could develop maybe into that kind of guy. He could maybe be a 40% three-point shooter, but I'd, I just don't think it's the level where Kispert is and the, the different types of releases Kispert has. <laughs> All right, this is the only reason I bring it up because mm-hmm. I cannot have Kyle Kuzma on my team anymore. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I fair. think that Trey Murphy is everything that the Lakers ever wanted out of Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I think he's exactly what they wanted Kyle Kuzma to be. Mm-hmm. And they would get him for a cheaper rate. Yeah. So that's the only reason I wanted to bring his name up is because 6'8", 235, man, really, really good jump shot, bro. Like, he can stand mm-hmm. in the corner and hit threes, bro. Like, that. Yeah. that's a – I'm not saying he's as talented as Mikael Bridges. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But, like, Mikael Light. Mm-hmm. That same kind of that same kind of role, that same kind of thing. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Kind of like a mixture between – Mikhail and Jay Crowder light, some some type of that dude. Yeah, I get I get that role for Trey Murphy. All right, 
I mean, the only reason I bring it up is just because of the fact that I know that defensively, Kispert has has some limitations. I understand that he's not going to be. It's it's his shot keeps him on the floor, as far mm-hmm. as that's concerned. Um, where a guy like this can can have an off night, maybe, but also still make some um, impactful uh, plays on the defensive end. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. That's a good reason to want another guy like that on on your squad. All right. Well, that's 15 through 22. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do this. The Lakers did get somebody good off this thing. So amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We did get somebody good. Boy, Ooh. I was I was worried. <laughs> I was worried because when Duarte went off the board, I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't listen. Last last week I walked off my podcast. <laughs> I, I walked off my podcast last week. I, I I vowed to 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 my guys that I would not walk off this week, but I, I damn near did when when Duarte and McBride went off the board. I was like, man, this is this is not looking good for me. This is not good <laughs> looking good for a player right now. But we are we are done with that. So keep in mind again. You're going to get this on Tuesday, and then Monday, mm-hmm. you're going to get 23 through 30 plus a couple second rounders, some some guys to kind of look out for, and I can't wait yeah. to see who the hell you got. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Thor for 13 is still in effect. Oh. JT Thor <laughs> to the number 13 pick for the Indiana, Indiana uh, Pacers. Man, they worked him out. They're, they they're listening to the pod. I think. Uh, I swear to God, he's gonna get. He's gonna get a player personnel job if this dude turns out uh, to be so good. Um. <laughs> so, so we're gonna do Monday. We're gonna do 23, 23 through thirty, and then a couple second rounders, and then mm-hmm. Tuesday there is going to be a mock draft. And how the mock will work is that we will, we will put our collective brain trust together and we will, with information that I am trying to get at this time, Nico's reading some tea leaves and Kendall has his ear to the ground as well. We will give you what we think the mock is going to look like. And then also we'll give you what we think they should do. Yeah. We'll do it that way. Right. Yeah. That yeah, that sounds that sounds perfect to me. And and I'm gonna tell you right now, if if we're at thirteen and there's like you know, Duarte on the board or or JT Thor on the board, I'm telling you right now, Nico's picking JT Thor. I'm telling you. I'm telling <laughs> nah, you right now. I'll be now. I'll be I'm good. I'm telling I'll you be. right now. No, I'm not saying for the mock, I'm talking about what they should have done. Oh, what they should have yeah, done. Yeah, what they should have done. And Absolutely. listen, listen. He already said, Nico, add Nico, QPPN. Oh, yeah. Give me up. Give me all your you hate. Want the, he, wants, he wants all the smoke. I, yeah. I tried to help. Listen, he's Canadian. <laughs> so please, please be gentle with our <laughs> neighbor to the north. Okay? Yeah. All right? <laughs> but... We'll have that for you. And again, the uh, I think to me this is this might be the best day in question point pot 
network history is what's going to happen in a sense, what, two Fridays from now. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. On the 29th, during the draft, we will have live reaction. We'll have live analysis. We'll have our cast of characters up there. Uh, be sure to join us. If you don't, it will be a podcast. So we'll have all that for you as well. Uh, Nico is, whew, I, I have no idea what he's going to come up with on, on draft night. Zero clue. And I've I think Kendall it. is going to lose his mind. <laughs> Kendall will lose his mind on the Charlotte pick alone. Yeah, yeah, true. With the 11th pick, the Charlotte Hornets select forward out of Auburn, JT Thor. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'd run around my house like a crazy person, I think. Kendall, this is what you get when you're not on the podcast like you're supposed to be. <laughs> hey, again, this is a, no shade to Kendall. This is my fault. No, this is no shade. I know he's su- yeah. he's super busy with all kinds of Q- QPPN um, stuff he's going on behind good. the count behind yeah. the scenes. So uh, we'll we'll let him off with that. So that's it for today. We're done. We're out of here. Nico, you can go camping now. You're. You're off the hook. Tell yeah. your wife, tell your fiance, hey, have a good yeah. time. Don't get <laughs> eaten by any bears. I I know how to interact with bears. They're my homies. Oh my god! Don't listen. Do don't 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 do it. Listen. Yeah. Oh my god! I could I could give. Uh, maybe I should do a podcast oh on like how to interact with bears oh as well. My stress level. Could you imagine one of my analysts being eaten by a bear before the draft? Just, just. Uh, nah, nah. Small, bears, bears small business friends. owners, you know my pain, right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> my pain. You know it. I wonder if Bill Simmons has to deal with stuff like that. Could you imagine Big Waz walking up to him, going, "Hey, Bill, I'm gonna need a couple weeks. I'm gonna need a couple days off before the draft and stuff like that, and before the end of the NBA finals." Um. I'm going to go like commune with bears. <laughs> They're the homies. I don't know, man. That's what you got to do. Nico bears, is deers, all all the animals. Nico is Canadian indigenous, so there's you know there's some Italian stuff going on as well, as you can tell <laughs> with the yeah. Nico. But there's some indigenous yeah. in him Absolutely. that he has to go deal with some bears. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> your, no. hey, your boy, your boy ain't having it. Okay, I'm just oh. letting you know. There will be no bears no, in my future. Scarier animals. They're scarier animals because, like bears, there's ways to get rid of them. Like you, if you get big with a black bear, they're gonna run away. And if grizzly bear, you can like play dead, and they won't even acknowledge you because they can't see you unless you move so you're there's ways but like mountain lions and shit like that if a mountain lion comes near you it's just going to kill you for no reason like that's way scarier to me than a bear i'm not going near a mountain lion nor a bear no so let's just let's get all that straight right now let me get all this straight right now i don't care mountain lion bear uh, scorpion. <laughs> you can think of that super, you know, that could cause some toxicity to my life. 
I, I'm cool off, off of that. All of that. All of that. I'm not doing any of it. You um, you run into bears so rarely when camping. It does happen, but not often. So you'll be you'll be safe. <laughs> my this is this is my definition of camping. Yeah. Room service, five mm-hmm. star resort. Oh um, no. All inclusive. Thank you very much. Oh, I, yes, I, I love the all inclusives too, but this is, this is some different stuff. I'll be sending yeah, you guys. There's some different stuff when you're talking about there's some bear situations, dog. Uh, I mean, that's not, you can't get more different than yeah. that. <laughs> that's hey, true. Bro, what are you going to be doing for the next couple of days? Hey, man, I'm going to be um, locked in on this draft. I got to talk to a couple of my, my dudes on the inside to see if I can get some real scoop on. The possible NBA trades. What are you uh, doing? Hey man, I'm gonna be um like with some bears, and I might have to play dead a couple times. And yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, I've never had to actually do it. I just know what you're supposed to do. So, <laughs> Dan, there's not a chance in hell you're gonna catch me around no bear. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. My man yeah. was trying to sell me on coming up to 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 Canada, and I was like, "Hey, bro, love y'all up north." Y'all different breed. No, 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 no. He was like, "Oh, we'll get you out here one day." Healthcare is free. Some other stuff that I really partake in is is also very nice up there. Yeah, very, very nice. And and I would just have a grand old time. I was like, "Yo, negative numbers and Vince Carter, you not." You're going to come out another. here in the summer. You're going to come out here in the summer. So that way you don't got to deal with all that. I'll just come out for the summer and then I'll leave yeah. before the winter starts. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Probably all right. <laughs> Canada, got- your boy is coming. <laughs> your boy is coming. I'm not. No bears. Nah. No, no, no bears. bears. We, we won't put you in the forest. Don't worry. You know, but everything else, I'm in on. All right. I'm in for all of it. <laughs> If y'all want to do what what's the uh what's that thing called with the brooms and stuff like that? Curling, curling. Curling. Your boys yeah. in. Boys <laughs> in. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right. Listen, this show is definitely going off the rails. We're talking about curling and, and bears and, and this there's no need for this. You guys don't need this. I I, I apologize. All right. Yeah. So, we went through 15 through 22. There to me are a lot of people of value in this area. Um, and I still think there's some names out there that, you know, guys are are high on. So I think we still have some work to do. So, Nico, I know I will see you soon, probably on Green Room. Absolutely. But I will see you next Tuesday for uh, Monday. Next Monday. Monday for the end of this which yeah. is our draft preview, and then we lead right into the mock draft, which is Tuesday, and then the, the whole draft thing, which is the Friday, which is great. So we're good to go. So, Nico, do you have anything to say to the QP Nation before we leave? Oh, just watch out for the upcoming pods. Watch out for the Gamblers podcast that's coming out probably at the end of the month here, something like that, and everybody. Everything else we got cooking. Check out Kyler. Check out Kez. Check out all the boys. That's a show. That's right. AT Aliens. QPPN presents AT Aliens. That's our boy Kez. Big Kez. 
Shouts out to him. Fantasy Dreams, KC, Kyler Copeland, who has been in the building on numerous occasions, has his own podcast. And yes, we do have a Gambler's Pod coming probably mm-hmm. first, second, third, second week, third, third week. I don't know. Yes. Listen, my birthday is August 25th. If you guys want to break that out like right before my birthday, that'd be great. Yeah. So we'll do something like that. Yeah. yeah for- Get people ready for football season and gambling, which is great. Absolutely. I want to gamble. All right. <laughs> we are going to sign off now. You guys have a great uh, rest of your week. I will see you on Friday for Football Friday. And Nico is joining me for that as well because we are covering the AFC North. And who is in that division, Nico? The Pittsburgh Football Steelers absolutely are in that division. They're the best team that's ever done it. So, My mama loves that team, so I won't say anything <laughs> bad about that team right now. Uh, so I'm going to leave that alone. But, uh, yeah, shouts out to my people in PA. And we are going, we're going to get go. So thank you for joining us for the NBA draft preview 15 yeah, through 22. I'm Vince. That's Nico. And you guys have yourself a week. <laughs>